Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals double up the Jackets at Nationwide. Post-game reaction from Riley Sutter and Spencer Carberry. And Beck Malenstein joins us this morning on Calder Cup memories and the close of training camp just around the corner. Good morning, everybody. Today is Friday, October 6th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way. In the Capital One Arena. It was a terrific start last night in Central Ohio for the Capitals, and the team rode it to a 4-2 victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Beck Malenstein and Alexei Protus scored first-period goals as the Caps outshot the Jackets 17-5 in the first 20 minutes. Columbus would establish its game in the second, picking up the only goal in the frame from Brendan Gauntz, but order was restored in the third, and Riley Sutter finished off the Jackets with a shorthanded goal at the 14:55 mark. The Blue Jackets went for a change and inexplicably left the puck near Sutter, who walked in easily for two separate scoring chances on Columbus goaltender Spencer Martin, scoring on the second opportunity. Henrik Lapierre scored into an empty net to wrap it up. Final score, 4-2 to two, Washington. Sutter, after the game, said he was surprised to have been given such a shorthanded chance. Yeah, I was kind of caught by surprise, to be honest. I didn't think I was going to have that much time. And, I mean, no one from their team was really going for the puck. So, I think I heard Joe or someone yelling go. And I try to get up there as quick as I can and try to score. Head coach Spencer Carberry said after the game, the first 20 minutes were the high point last night, even with a drop-off in play in the middle of the game. Yeah, that was probably our best period of, uh, of the preseason thus far from controlling play. Ozone play was fantastic. Tides turned in the second, but the start was really good, and I thought um, got on top of them right away. Goaltender Charlie Lindgren, in his final start of the preseason, went all the way, stopping 20 of 22. Darcy Kemper expected to start the exhibition finale tomorrow night at home against the Jackets. Were it not for a hand injury last season, Beck Malenstein might have stayed on the NHL roster in D.C. all season. He scored a goal in Nashville in October and was fitting in great with Nick Dowd and Garnet Hathaway on the fourth line. But when he got hurt in November, his roster spot disappeared. Once he got healthy, he played in Hershey waiting for another opportunity. Now, after a run to a Calder Cup championship with the Bears, he's poised to stay in the NHL for good. Here now, my chat with Beck after practice yesterday with training camp coming to a close this weekend. Well, Beck, cutting down to the end of camp here, how has your experience gone here after winning the Calder Cup? And we're certainly going to get to that, but as far as getting in the lineup and getting acclimated here during camp, getting ready for the regular season, how are things going? Really good. Yeah, it was obviously a short summer, like you just kind of mentioned, but uh, feeling ready, excited for it. Camp's been going well so far, and yeah, we're down into the nitty-gritty of it, so just trying to take advantage of every opportunity I get at this point. Talking with all of you guys, there's a lot of smiles on faces whenever you talk about what happened in June. What did that experience winning and doing it the way that you guys 
guys did it. How does that help you in the here and now? I think it's huge for all of us across the board, right? You've played so much hockey at a, you know, a high level of intensity with, you know, little room for error and trying to execute at a high level under that pressure. So, you know, that experience coming into this level um, and trying to implement that same kind of play is, is extremely helpful and a, and a great experience, I think, for all of us trying to take that next step. Smiling pretty big watching Connor McMichael play the other night because I was thinking he's kind of personified that in this camp. Gets 10 shots on goal the other night against the Bruins and playing with so much more confidence and it's coming so much easier. I feel like that's really helped him maybe as much as any of you guys. Yeah, a huge for him, right? Mikey's a young player with a lot of skill and I have nothing but good things to say about how he handled himself in Hershey last year. He had, uh, you know, a lot on his plate, a lot of responsibility, a big role within our group, and he really took advantage of it. And like you said, you can really see that confidence in him now. He's making plays that he probably didn't have the confidence to make before and really looks like the best version of himself. I'm really happy for him. You were quite a tone setter during the Calder Cup playoffs. Uh, somebody in the second row at Giant Center got a whole bunch of glass and a Hartford player that I can remember right off the top. What are some of your favorite memories now that you've had a chance to look back, digest, and have the cup and all of that? What do you remember the most, maybe? I mean, it's tough. You think back on it at one moment and it's a blur. You can't remember anything. And then, you know, we watched that documentary and it all just kind of comes back in waves, right? I think biggest moments for us were probably that first game overtime win in uh, the second round against Hartford. That's a big moment that really kind of, I think, changed the trajectory of our playoffs. And, you know, from that, the moments in the finals were crazy. You know, every game we lost, it didn't look too pretty. And every game we won, we found a way to defend and, and just grind it out. And, yeah, it, it was just such a special group of guys. You know, the celebrations after with them. It was, uh, it was just such a tight-knit group the whole year that so hard to pinpoint a moment. I think that entire playoff run with the entire, you know, organization and team was just unbelievable. We had so much fun together all year, and to end it off on that note was great. The games in California, game one, game two, game six, as you said, did not go very well, and you're down 2 nothing in game seven. To me, one of the best series of hockey I have ever seen at any level, but that game specifically where it's 2 nothing and it goes to 2-2, what happened in the dressing room after two? What was the third period? What were you thinking until that moment when Mike Vecchiani scored to win it? Yeah, I mean, all year with our group, there was no quit. You know, even in those games that we lost big, one, two, and, uh, and six, we just didn't feel like ourselves, right? And being down two in that game seven, we knew we had a little more to give. We found that late in that second period. And from there, it was kind of just the calm before the storm. The, the room was focused, pretty quiet. You know, it wasn't... Uh, Guys weren't trying to hype up. We knew we had a job to do. We knew what that job was. And guys went out there and executed. We came out of that third period, you know, with a pretty good feeling that we had them where we wanted them. We had really turned the momentum. We had a ton of chances to even win it in that third. And I thought we translated that into overtime. You know, we had all the confidence in the world in Shep between the pipes. If something went wrong, he was going to be able to shut it down for us. And it was a confident group that had been through a lot together that I think just leaned on that experience and that camaraderie to get a job done. Bringing it back to the present here in the last one for you, Spencer Carberry gets named head coach in the middle of that run and someone you certainly knew from his time in Hershey. What does it mean to you to be able to have him and this coaching staff behind you as you get ready for the regular season here? It's huge. You know, Carbs is uh, someone that brought me in to my pro career being my first head coach and I have nothing but great things to say about him. He was, uh, he was super helpful for me took a lot of time and effort and uh, attention to detail with me with video and you know trying to build my game to where it is now uh, he was huge and 
you know, to have that comfortability with him now. I know what I know what to expect coming in every day through training camp with him, and I know what he expects of me. It's the same thing with Scotty. It's huge to have that experience with those guys uh, down in the minors, and you know, they know exactly what my brand of hockey is, which allows me to just come in every day and have a really clear objective of what I need to do to be the best version of myself. Beck, we always enjoy chatting with you and certainly enjoy reminiscing about your Calder Cup championship, and good luck as the regular season gets started here. Awesome. Thank you. An excellent chance. He is in the opening night lineup one week from tonight at home against Pittsburgh. Thanks to Beck Malenstein for the chat and the memories from Hershey's championship run. It's the Capitals and the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow at Capital One Arena at 7 o'clock, the final exhibition game before the Caps go for real. In addition to hearing the game at CapsRadio247.com, you can catch it over the air in D.C. on 1500 AM and the Team 980. Have a great weekend, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.